0: Powered through the Alaska Airlines studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports. Sports. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Here we go
1: now.
2: All right, the ringer, Shale Kapadia, joining us now in the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. Shale, you're joining us at a perfect time because I have no idea. Uh, what to make of all these moves there have been so many that have happened in such a short span here I thought we'd bring you on to talk about the Panthers uh, trading for the number one overall pick and we have a lot to react to in addition to that I'm going to start with a rumor it hasn't been confirmed yet but Trey Wingo reporting an Aaron Rodgers deal to the Jets is basically done Ian Rappaport saying not so fast I haven't heard anything do you think that this is something that's pretty inevitable or are you on the fence?
0: Well, I thought it was inevitable, but we know Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to you know, choose my words carefully because who knows what he's going to do. It sounds like the teams were in the dark as of uh, this morning. Maybe they have some plan to announce it. Maybe it is done behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know, but just looking at it, you would think that he would make a decision by now because let's be honest, if he somehow decides he doesn't want to go to the Jets or he wants to retire, I mean, the Jets do not really have much of a plan B with Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Raiders and uh, Derek Carr going to the Saints. And so I still would say it's over 50%. I would expect it to be announced. At some point, but uh, like I said, w- with Rogers, there's always going to be a little um, un- unpredictable uh, to to it.
1: As you know, Jalen Ramsey heads over to the Miami Dolphins for a third round pick and a tight end who caught as many passes as everyone on this line right now last year. Do you feel like that's what Ramsey is worth? I, I felt I felt like the Rams could have got more out of that. Am I tripping, or is that about market value?
0: Yeah, I thought they were going to get more also. You know, I thought uh, like a first round pick, certainly a second round pick would be in play. I think the key there was that Jalen Ramsey wanted his contract to be restructured and so now he, he got another contract bump uh, I think he's making over 20 million dollars per year now with the Miami Dolphins and he's 29 years old so he's right on that brink a lot of times with the corner market you see in the NFL when guys get to 30 um, you know the the value kind of goes down a little bit so I guess teams might have been a little hesitant but man I thought. Uh, you know, one of those AFC contenders, a team like the the Bengals or maybe even the Bills or the Chiefs would say, all right, you know, we know we're going to be in shootouts in the playoffs here over the next couple of years. We're trying to compete for a Super Bowl right now. Yeah, we'll give up, you know, maybe a second round pick to land Jalen Ramsey. So, yeah, I was with you there. I was a little surprised that that's all they got for it.
2: I was working on my garage yesterday and I was listening to your latest podcast with, I think, Ben Solak. And, uh, you guys talking obviously about Chicago's big trade. And now we're here talking about it again. It's a very weird <laughs> feeling. I feel like I'm talking to my, <laughs> my podcast, Shale. Um, but, uh, but I wanted to continue that conversation. The reason I bring it up is, uh, you guys talked about, you know, which quarterbacks the Panthers could go for and, and, you know, what the, who the owner versus the coach versus, uh, the GM might want. And sometimes those are different players. Uh, What do you think? Like, what does your gut tell you they do there?
0: My gut says CJ Stroud is going to be the guy just because he is sort of the quarterback quarterback in this class. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the the drop back passer, can operate from the pocket, can process, has the big arm, has the size, has all those things. So I think they'll look at him and be like, all right, he fits uh, everything we want from a quarterback, but I think it's a tough decision. You know, I think he's a really good prospect. I think Bryce Young is a, is a really good prospect as well despite some of the knocks on him uh, with his size. Just if you watch him at Alabama, you can really picture him in an NFL offense. And so uh, I really like both those guys. And then kind of the wild card, I think, is going to be Anthony Richardson, which I, I think nobody knows where that guy is going to go. I mean, if you watch his, like, best 25 throws of the season, you would just say, all right, yeah, I could see him being the top overall pick In the draft. If you watch kind of the full games, you would say, all right, he's probably a little bit more um, of a project, and there's some inconsistencies there. So uh, I don't know. I don't know that we're going to find out until draft night when the number one pick is announced. And so uh, I think that'll be fun. But I do like the move by the Panthers to take a big swing and uh, try to land their quarterback in this year's draft.
1: Big move earlier today was Hargrave to the 49ers. If Purdy is healthy, ready to go, he's a starter for the 49ers week one. You look at this offense and this defense, would you uh, pencil in San Fran as the representatives in the title game for the NFC?
0: I think they've got a good shot. I mean, they, they they have a lot of talent on that roster. I mean, Hargrave's one of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL. Now they paid up to get him. For sure, $21 million per year, and he's 30 years old. But you put him on that line with Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead, I think their defense will be really good. But, I mean, you mentioned it. The quarterback is, uh, is kind of the big question. We have no idea who's going to be playing quarterback for them week one, week eight. If they do get into the playoffs, is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it going to be Brock Purdy? Is it going to be uh, somebody else? So they've kind of found a way to make it work, regardless of who's playing quarterback for them. So, yeah, I would still expect them to be one of the best teams in the NFC, but I am curious to see you know just what they do at quarterback, yeah. how healthy Purdy will be at the start of the season.
2: The Seahawks obviously with the fifth overall pick, just one team ahead of them, Arizona at number three, actually badly needs defensive linemen. The other three teams, assuming no one moves, could go quarterback. Does it feel like Seattle has a chance to get one of Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. at five?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's the most, you know, what one of those guys really should be there for them because the Colts, I think, are probably going quarterback at four unless they just decide they don't like uh, any of these guys. And so you really could see three, four quarterbacks go ahead of the Seahawks. And so they have a chance to add a blue-chip defensive player. They have a chance to, you know, move back in the draft and acquire more draft capital and fill more needs. And then, as I'm sure you guys have been uh, talking often, uh, you know, since since the end of the season or draft season, is the wild card is, Do they make a move at quarterback and surprise everyone and and take an Anthony Richardson that he's there at five and say, you know what, the Geno Smith deal is really only a one-year deal with the guarantees, have Richardson sit behind him and then figure out what to do in 2024. So they're they're kind of, you know, might be the most interesting team there uh, in the top 10 of the draft
1: apparently um, Lamar Jackson isn't a good quarterback and no one is interested in his services. Um, what, What do you think? You think he ends up with a different team? You think he goes back to Baltimore? What are your thoughts?
0: I mean, I, I still think there's going to be someone who on Wednesday is going to come out and, you know, really make an offer or, or talk to him and there's going to be some interest there. Cause so I'm with you. I mean, I just don't get it. You're a team like the Atlanta Falcons that has no plan at quarterback and 10 minutes after the fact that uh, Jackson becomes available, you put out, you know, you, you say you're not interested in him. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get the idea of just kicking the can down the road at quarterback year in and year out and so um i think there will be a team i'm not positive of it but you know for he still could go back to baltimore but now you look at it and that relationship has to be fractured when you look at just how the two sides have not been able to come to an agreement so the team i'm looking at saying i don't want to read a tweet or read a report that they're not interested is the detroit lions Mm -hmm. because i i think they could be a really interesting home for Lamar Jackson and be kind of kind of their long-term answer at quarterback. So I guess we'll see what happens on Wednesday when he can sort of officially talk uh, to some of these teams.
2: All right, a big signing breaking uh, on defense for the Bears uh, during this conversation. Uh, the Bears are going to give Tremaine Edmonds a four-year, $72 million deal that includes $50 million guaranteed, the largest four-year contract for an inside linebacker in the league right now. Um, I don't know if he would have been a target for Seattle, but we do know that Seattle badly needs defensive help, and that includes interior uh, linebacker now with Jordan Brooks potentially hurt. Um Sheil, I say the news because I can already tell Seahawks fans are getting antsy. I mean, I know Bump is getting antsy. Like, I already know people are like, well, what about the Seahawks? What about the Seahawks? Do you see them? Do you see a fair reason for them kind of sitting out? Would you be nervous if you were a fan? Did you, do you think now or when the big deals are happening? Like, how do you kind of how do we read through your eyes the Seahawks not making a move yet?
0: Yeah. I think usually they sit out day one of free agency and they're not the team making the headlines. And honestly, most of the time that's smart. If you just go back through history, not all the time. I Mm -hmm. mean, you can certainly improve through free agency, but if you look at the teams that are handing out the big deals, on day one, even day two of free agency, I mean that Tremaine Edmonds deal—that is bananas to me. I, I, if I were the Seahawks, I'm not doing that. There's no way I'm doing that deal, eighteen million dollars a year yeah. uh, for Tremaine, Ed, Tremaine Edmonds. And so, uh, linebacker is actually pretty deep uh, this free agency. I mean, there are a lot of guys. Uh, who are still going to be out there, David Long Jr., Levante David, you guys know Bobby Wagner, Eric Kendricks. I mean, I, I have three or four other guys here on my list that I did for the Ringer, the top 100 free agents who are still available. And so I think that's smart. You know, if there's a guy who you like and you can come to terms on – day one and you don't feel like you're paying something nuts uh and overvaluing the player then go ahead and do it if not just sit back and chill a little bit and see who's available later this week uh even into next week so uh, i think think come on seahawks fans by now should be used to that being uh pretty patient uh at the start of free agency i think
1: yeah, the Bears didn't check the price tag. They said, throw it in the back. You know, we, <laughs> They're yeah. like, we got money. I'm not worried money. about it. We're good. It I ordered bag. two
2: on accident. Fine, don't care. <laughs>
1: Just keep it. I'll give it to somebody. <laughs> I'll know, give it to somebody. <laughs> you, you mentioned the Seahawks being patient, and we kind of had a, a conversation about that. Stacy asked me, am I panicking? What's going on? I go, look, I'm seeing everything that's going down in the league, and I want to be a part of it, but I also understand this is how yeah. the Seahawks operate. So if you could uh, try to predict... What the Seahawks should or could do at that linebacker spot? What does a patient move look like? So I'm looking at your your Twitter uh, right now, and uh, you got a list of backers there. Who's the patient pick out of those available linebackers?
0: Yeah, you know it kind of depends. If you can get one of these veterans, probably on a one year deal, whether it's Eric Kendricks or Bobby Wagner or Levante David. I mean, those are all guys in their 30s and so if you're saying hey we just want a short-term fix here maybe somewhere between you know one year uh you know six and eight million dollars and you can spread that out for more years then you can go that route if you want someone younger you know aziz al shair this linebacker uh from the 49ers who was kind of lost by their two uh starting linebackers but when he filled in played really well someone like that someone like drew tranquil from the chargers uh those guys could certainly make sense. So, uh I think they can weigh all those options. If what obviously you want to go younger, if you can go younger and find a longer term fix, but if you're not in love with any of those guys and they they've got big asking prices, then like I said, you can kind of weigh and see if one of those veterans wants to sign a one-year deal. You, you can honestly even wait until after the draft and see who you come out of the draft with uh, and then make a determination there. So I would expect them to, that, that to kind of be uh, their process where they don't rush in to signing any of these guys to a, a big deal here in the next couple of days.
2: Hey, we haven't had a chance to talk to you about this, but what do you make of Seattle's decision to bring back Gino?
0: Yeah, it, it was funny because when it first came out, you said, wait a minute, three years, $105 million." Oh, right. I, was going, I was going, okay, <laughs> they're making a big commitment to him, and the next day, no, it's three years, $75 million, and then the next day, it was, no, it's actually, really, I mean, if you look at it, it's like a one-year, $28 million commitment. So that, to me, makes all the sense in the world for, for the Seahawks. You know, they set the floor at quarterback next year. You know, Listen, Geno Smith could improve from what he did Last year there, there's no, you know, putting a feeling on that's as, as good as he's going to be. And so he played well last year. You could say, Hey, maybe he'll improve this year. If he does, that's great. If he doesn't, you're not, you know, it's not this contract this huge contract. Like you see some of these other quarterbacks get where you're tied to him for three or four years regardless. And so um, I thought, you know, looking at all the, the quarterback contracts that were signed really in the last couple of weeks here, to me, that was like the most team-friendly one, the most sensible one mm-hmm. from the team's perspective. So I, I thought it made a lot of sense for them.
1: What's going on with the Raiders? Signed Jimmy G, three years, $67.5 million, $34 million guaranteed. Um, do you still expect them to look for a quarterback in this draft, or do you think they go with a veteran, to back backup a veteran?
0: I mean, I, I think they're mostly a directionless franchise, if I, <laughs> I'm just being honest here. I mean, they don't know what oh they want to do Let Last off season, you know, they they said, All right, yeah, we're gonna go compete with Patrick Mahomes and these other AFC teams. Let's go get Chandler Jones, let's trade for Devontae Adams. We're in win now mode and they weren't very good. And so now this offseason they're saying, Oh, Derek, you know, Derek Carr was the problem, let's move on from him to Jimmy G. Now we know Jimmy G, the durability issues have been there for him, and now you're taking him away from a Kyle Shanahan offense. And putting him somewhere else, so I have no big issue with that signing. I mean, they didn't pay a crazy amount; it's kind of a reasonable value for a starting quarterback. At the same time, I could have begin to tell you what their long term plan is, what they hope to do. Are they building for uh, you know two years from now? Are they trying to win this year? Uh, I have no idea, and I don't think they really have an idea of uh, of what they're doing.
2: Hey, the NFC is a really, really interesting one, Shale. Um, you've got obviously the Panthers with the number one pick. The Cardinals for right now, at least, are at three, so they can get some really impactful players. You've got the Bears with a bajillion dollars to spend in free agency. And you've got San Francisco, who's already added, you know, a couple really um, key pieces. It's hard to tell what the division is going to look like next year and where Seattle falls in it. So as far as just controlling what they can control, what do you think is the, maybe the single most important piece to you to the Seahawks making a deeper playoff push next year?
0: Yeah, I'd like to see, you know, uh, I think they got to shore up the offensive line. It, it felt to me, and, and you guys would know better than me, but it felt to me like the second half uh, of the season when the offense was a little more inconsistent, that that was the big factor. Mm-hmm. And we know Geno Smith can make some plays with his legs, but I think he's at his best when he's comfortable back there uh, in the pocket going through his reads and throwing the ball accurately. I mean, he made a lot of of high-degree-of-difficulty throws into tight windows last year. That really stood out with Geno Smith. So I feel like defensively, you know, it's not going to be a one-year fix. They they still need to continue to add more players there. But if I'm looking at it, hey, what's their path to success? It's to make that offense uh, more consistent and kind of be, be, be the version we saw when they were at their best Uh, last year. So uh, I would like to see them kind of just shore up their offensive line. It might not be, you know, the most exciting signings or moves in the draft, but I, I think that's what could really help them. Uh, you know, improve on where they finished last year.
2: All right. He is Shiel Kapadia of The Ringer. Make sure you are listening to uh, The Ringer NFL show where you can find all of his analysis. He's kind enough to join us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. Sheil, we got to let you go. We know you have a very, very busy couple days here in free agency. Already a move happened when you were on the phone with us. We're taking up too much of your time, but thank you for joining us.
0: Thanks, Shiel. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you
2: soon. All right, again, that was Shio Kapadia. Kind enough to join us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. Let's get to four-down territory.
1: This, this is four-down territory going inside, inside the, the game. game What former Seahawks and Coog wide receiver Michael Bumpus. First
2: down, it seems like Baker Mayfield could be headed back to the NFC South, this time with the Buccaneers as potentially a starter. Could he still be a winning quarterback in the NFL?
1: I've been trying to figure out who Baker Mayfield is, man. Number one pick is number one overall, right? Mm-hmm. Number one pick, Heisman, Heisman Trophy winner, adversity, transfers from Texas Tech, walks on to Oklahoma, wins that job there. Then he gets to the league, and this is who he is. He's never thrown for over 4,000 yards. He's had one season over 511 and 5 in 2020, but he's also a guy who has big performances at the same time. Remember, two days of practice, Thursday night football, no problem. He leads the Rams over a win over the Raiders, 17 to 16. I've seen him complete 71% of his passes before. Also led the Browns to their first playoff win in 26 years. I say all that, but when I look at him play. I'm like, but who are you really, though, man? Are you a winning quarterback? And I start looking at his stats, and I'm like, who can I compare this guy to? I always try to find someone that kind of matches up. And Jay Culler was the first guy that popped in my head. Then I looked at the stats. I go, they're the same.
2: Person,
1: such a good comp, you know. Except Cutler has a rocket on his arm, and what you say, a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> and uh, Baker Mayfield got happy feet and a beer in his hand, but essentially, they're almost the same quarterback if you look at their winning percentage. All right, Jay Cutler's like five games under 500, Baker Mayfield's like six or seven games under 500 completion percentage. Jay Culler, 62%. Baker Mayfield, 61%. All right, their QB ratings are even almost the same. 85.3 for Jay Culler, 86.5 for Baker Mayfield. That's who he is. So what do we think of Jay Culler? A guy who's good enough to win some ball games, who is talented, but just something ain't all the way there mm-hmm. with him that'll let him get over the hump and win you a game. I think that, or excuse me, win you a championship. I think that in Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay is a good spot for him. You're Dick- working with Canales, right? Yeah. A new offensive coordinator over there. You're good enough to keep this team competitive while they start to build around you. I'm not mad at that, but who is Baker Mayfield? He's Jay Cutler. Good yeah. enough to win, but not all the games. Not not the big ones, I should say.
2: Weren't we looking up his stats because no Bears quarterback has ever thrown for 4,000 yards, but mm-hmm. Jay Cutler has, right? Was he the one that did just not with Chicago? Cutler
0: did in Denver. In Broncos. Denver,
2: in Denver, in Denver. Okay. Uh, second down. Legal tampering window is officially official, but the collusion never stops. Why is it so easy for owners to get away with it, and can it be stopped?
1: Man, you learn something new every day. That uh, statement was moot. Is that what you said earlier? Moot point. M- moot points. Thought it was mute my whole life. Thank you. A mute point. <laughs> um, but the owners get together four times a year, right? I bet you they. They put their cell phones in a box. They don't email each other. They do it the right way. There's no paper trail when these owners meet. Only cigars.
2: I guarantee you that room is thick with cigar
1: smoke. Cigar and scotch. Yep. Everywhere. And what they do in these meetings is they collude. They talk to each other. They say, look, Browns, you guys messed up. You paid Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract. Now you got Lamar Jackson out here trying to get a fully guaranteed contract. We're not doing that anymore. They talk about things like that. They talk about who they want in the league, who they don't want in the league. But it's all verbal, right? It's all a handshake and a smile. That's where all the collusion happens in these meetings. And then we get to situations like this offseason with Lamar Jackson, and we're seeing it happen before our very eyes. Now, nah, this has all been a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. They talked about this months ago. That's how collusion happens, and it's never going to stop because they are allowed to meet. They are allowed to talk to each other. That's what they do. They're billionaires for a reason. They are smart when it comes to business. They do not leave a paper trail anywhere. Collusion is here to stay.
2: It's just so interesting that the deal that ends up kind of crossing the line for a lot of people allegedly is one for Deshaun Watson. Like I know Deshaun Watson obviously early in his career looked like an insane talent like what he could he was one of the best young quarterbacks in football. Obviously then he ran into a lot of very fair legal trouble and a fair amount of criticism and it's just interesting that he's the one that ended up getting that deal as opposed to like a Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. or uh, someone that it just kind of made got sense.
1: 85 mil yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. It's always the weirdest names mm-hmm. where you're like, that guy? Yeah. I mean, Deshaun, again, as a football player, it made sense, but it started to become where that mattered less and less and less. Uh, all right, third down. Let's talk free agency. Patrick Mahomes think this thinks this free agency period is going to be crazy. Chiefs already have some signings. What does crazy look like for the Seahawks?
1: Man, I had all these scenarios all ready to go. I know. I'm oh like Hargrave, man. That'd be crazy, right? They went after Hargrave gone. because Ron Payne and reset the market. Hargrave is gone, but guess what? We'll, we'll see him twice a year. Don't you worry. <laughs> You'll still see him. <laughs> we'll, we'll see Hargrave. Wearing red and gold, though. Okay, that would have been a crazy situation. Another one, hear me out. I don't think they should do this, but this will be crazy if you... Jamal Adams, you, you you let him go. You, you try to figure something out to get some more cap space. You commit to Ryan Neal or Jonathan Abram, Then you draft a safety. That would have been crazy. How about not bringing back Drew Lockland, not even trying to? Mm-hmm. Right, that lets you know right there. One, they're committed to Gino. We know that already. But they're gonna look into the draft to get a quarterback. Lots of other stuff. Um, I could talk about, but it's all gone down. David Onyemata is gone. He was on my list. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. You're so sad. I mean, it's uh, I yeah. can hear the sadness. It's, a, it's been a damper. I, I know. Had, I had the whole year planned out and mm-hmm. gone, just like that. I Feel
2: like you had your whole day planned out with names, and in a matter of time, all three were gone.
1: Every time I say something, they leave.
2: <sighs> Fourth down. Well, one of them's gone to the Forty ers So how did the Seahawks keep up with San Francisco?
1: Run your race. Do not try to keep up with the 49ers. When I was in middle school, we did a test. It's called the cross-country test. This is due Stanley. Stanley was a good cross-country runner. I want to say it was over a mile our test was. I knew that Stanley was going to run hard the first, like, 400 meters. I'm like, just run your race, man. You'll be fine. Nope, I tried to keep up with Stanley. Mm -hmm. I'm with Stanley Mm -mm -mm. for a while. Then the last, about 300 meters go down, and Stanley starts to pull away from me. Why? Because Stanley ran his race. He knew what he was doing. The 49ers are running their race right now. Seahawks, you do the same. I know you see Stanley in front of you. Okay, Stanley's making moves. He looks good. Stanley had nice flowing hair as well. It's it's All attractive, I understand. But you got to run your race. That's how you keep up with them because eventually you run your race you run your pace the last 200-300 meters you turn on the burners and you catch Stanley Yeah. so I'm telling you Seahawks alright be patient sit in that parking lot you pre-funk before you go into the stadium there you, go. you don't buy the beer in the never, stadium Never. and you run your race
2: What what, what happened to Stanley I
1: don't know Stanley for listening. Hit me up, dog.
2: Did you ever catch up to Stanley? He
1: beat me every time. Okay. okay. Beat me every time.
2: Well, hey, uh, what I need to (laughs) know coming up at 45 after, and I need to start collecting your questions, so I'm telling you now so you can get prepared. Text in any question you have, sports, non-sports, it doesn't matter. Text it to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. Let's see what's on tap.
0: This is What's on Tap with Bump and Stacey, brought to you by Dick's Driving. So, folks... What's on tap? The
2: Kraken. How about a little hockey tonight? The Kraken are taking on the Dallas Stars at 7 p.m. at Climate Pledge. That's what's on tap. Brought to you by Dick's Drive-In. What I Need to Know coming up at 45 after. Again, get your questions in.
0: Bumpin' Stacy, Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross.
1: All
2: right, send a question, any question, to the Mac Jack's text line or I'm going to get real mad. 866. I don't want to see your mad. <laughs> no, I just don't want to. Otherwise, I'm going to have to scramble during the break. I just want to get a snack. You should send them in now. 866-979- 3776. Any question you have. 866- 979-3776. Let's reflect quickly on what we learned from talking with Shiel Kapadia of The Ringer. Shiel, uh had a lot to say. Highly encourage you to go back and listen to the uh, podcast it's going to kick off hour four of the podcast uh, one of the things he said was look when it comes to the Seahawks defense it's not a one-year fix so he wanted to see them uh, improve the offensive line this year thought that that could make a huge impact as far as getting further in the playoffs and then recognize that like yeah they're going to fix the defense uh, over a couple years but it's going to take a couple years so I guess I wanted to talk about like why what's the fix look what? like it's not that I don't believe it but like how far away are we really from seeing an elite Seahawks defense? Let's talk about it.
1: Elite, I think what you and I have been asking for is just an average defense this year. True, Make I've it been average. saying
2: like fifteenth against the run would be
1: yeah, chef's kiss. Just be average this year, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And but what makes dominant defenses turnovers right? They cause a lot of turnovers. They get a lot of sacks and. They control one part of the game, whether that be the run or the pass. Some defenses are able to do both. I always look at the Baltimore Ravens Mm -hmm. back in the day. Me, I'm asking a team to be really good at one thing. You got to be able to turn the football over and be able to stop the run or stop the pass. So then you make teams one-dimensional. Now you're predictable. Now your guys are in the back, back in, flying around, making some plays. I think that they are two D linemen, two linebackers. Away from being a really good so defense, many yeah. You got four guys, <laughs>
2: four in your front seven. La- last
1: time I count, there's eleven on defense. Yeah. All right, so you need four. You need four guys to develop into. Um, you need a young guy to excel. Right, mm-hmm. you need a young guy to come in and uh, exceed expectations. You need like a blue chip dude. You're right, and then you need a veteran who doesn't even have to be a. A um a Tremaine Edmonds, one of the best linebackers in the league. Just a guy who knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm. I know a guy if, if you're interested, number fifty-four, um, back in the day. <laughs> I know he's someone. A, he's available. You need a guy like that to come in and teach whoever that whoever you draft. So I think there are four guys away. Because I look at the secondary and I go, could you use a corner? Maybe. But yeah. I like Mike Jackson, I like Trey Brown, yep. Tariq is good. Safeties, you're straight. Um, it's that two on the D line, two on that second level.
2: You know, speaking of safeties though, I think another thing that's important isn't necessarily uh just to add, I think you're exactly right. So I don't just want to like become a um, like an echo. Chamber, because I uh, I think that that's exactly where I would start. The second thing is for the pieces you already have to contribute. And right. bump, I feel like a lot of the conversation that I see happen when we talk about the number five overall pick, or even having four first picks on the first uh, in the first two rounds, is well, yeah, the Seahawks defense is bad, but they haven't really had a pick this high. You're right, this is the highest pick they've had under Pete and John. However, they've made moves and spent money to improve the defense, and you still need a return on the pieces that are here for mm-hmm. that. Like I know that Brooks isn't going to be here for maybe the first several weeks of the season who knows that's a first round pick you need more Daryl Taylor you almost took him in the first round that's a second round pick you need more you know what I mean and look Jamal Adams I'm looking at you you want to talk about why you haven't had those high first round picks well not just one but two of them went to New York so that you can get Jamal Adams is it Jamal Adams fault he hasn't been healthy no but you need like not just Pro Bowl you need him to look like an all-pro Like, if you want to talk about getting return from your picks and the quickest way to accelerate your improvement on defense, it's not just about who you take at five or who you might find in free agency this year. It's about getting a return from the picks and decisions you've already made. Because you're right. You can't make 11. You can make four, maybe three. Mm -hmm. But it would really, really help if one of the picks and decisions you've already made ends up being exceptional. You,
1: You know what makes a great movie? get your main characters, but that's supporting cast, right? I look at, you've seen the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin, I assume. Remember when Kevin Hart slides through for like five minutes and he's saying like, makes the movie pop. And that's what you need. That's what I have envision. You envisioned. need Kevin Hart just you to need, slide through. You need you Kevin Hart. You just need
2: everyone just to pop up, and you know? he gets a sack, and then he leaves, exactly. bye, guys. Exactly.
1: You need that supporting cast. You need that, <laughs> that big boy off, off the sideline to run through on third down and boom, do his thing, and bam, you're back off, man. You're only, only going to get 25% of the snaps, but your 25% of the snaps are effective, mm-hmm. right? You, you change the game, and they feel you. So that's what I think about when you describe what these guys need um, with the guy's in the forefront. You need these backups to come in and do their job. Um, yeah, I was going to tell you something like it's breaking news, but Jesse Bates has been with the uh, with the Falcons already, right? Oh, just
2: saw another move there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I. I it's kind of like you uh, – it's how I felt about Cody Barton. If Cody Barton was a backup, you'd feel fine. Like mm-hmm. if you could point to the Seahawks' defensive line, and you can be like, oh, and they got Al Woods too, so when so-and-so takes a break, watch out because he's coming in. Right. Unfortunately, the guys that they have, Alwoods is one of the better players, and the guys that they have uh, that would make great backups are either starters or uh, maybe their only option. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it feels like they've been depleted, which is disappointing because it has not been for a lack of investment. It's not like they haven't had a shot at the draft and suddenly they're getting one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just, it hasn't paid off.
1: I'm trying to think of a situation with this team where you have the starter over, like say, like the past six years. You have the starter, and he goes out for a breather, and the guy that runs on you, like, oh, yeah, we got him too. So we're not worried about it. I'm yeah. thi- on offense, at, re- at the receiver spot, I can't think of a situation where – Okay, the starters off. This guy comes in, you're good to go. After it was running, briefly
2: for running back. It was running like, back, yeah, yeah. right.
1: Because you had a stable. We had like three or four guys mm-hmm. back there that can do it. Typically, those guys are on defense because defense, because that's where you rotate the Style most guys. in the box. And then maybe like a nickel when Justin Coleman used to come in and, and play that nickel mm-hmm. spot. You take a backer off. Coleman mm-hmm. comes in. But um yeah, you need that, and that's what that's what good defenses have. And then those guys who are spelling the starters on on defense or whatnot. They're on special teams making plays, too.
2: Yeah. All right, you guys, get your questions in for what I need to know. 866-979-3776. Let's see. We've got – it's the start of the legal tampering period, so we could do free agency questions. Um, We talked Mariners with Ryan Divish, but we can get back to more Mariners stuff here. We didn't spend nearly enough time. Uh, Or you can ask non-sports questions, right? I know a lot of you guys are wondering, like, Stacy – What plans do you and Brian have for your anniversary? Like, where are you guys going to go for dinner? You know what I mean? I'm sure that's a question a lot of you have. And if you do, great. Text it now. 866-979-3776. That's the Mac and Jack's text line. Any question you have, how we're ending the show, one last time, 866-979-3776.
0: Bumpin' Stacy. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios on Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Alright, let's
2: get through these questions so I can go home and eat a snack and some lunch. I'm <laughs> starving. All this talking about bread during the break, I'm like just thinking about the feeling of biting into a slice of bread. It's what I need to know. Hold Brought on, to you by
1: texters. Where do you keep your bread? Oh, yes.
2: Say nothing. Text in. Where do you keep Where do you your keep bread? Your bread. Again, our text line for you to send your answer to that and also any question you have uh, is 866-979-3776, the Mac and Jack's text line. This is what I need to know. Brought to you by All Red Heating, Cooling, and Electric. So let's get to these questions. Um, we'll start with this one. What I need to know. If Bryce Young slips to number five, do the Seahawks draft him?
1: Negative. No.
2: If he's at five, you don't think they do? No. I think they do if he's a five. I think there's no chance in the world that's he's a That's what I mean. Yeah. There's no yeah, way okay. he's getting a five. Uh, what I need to know, what is the best rainy day activity? We have a couple rainy days coming up here. Do you guys have suggestions?
1: Rainy days. You know what I like uh, to do? Watching TV. Always.
2: Watching TV all the time. Sunny or rainy day.
1: I sit out on my uh, on my balcony, covered up, one of those outdoor oh, that's umbrellas. A nice
2: one. Smoke
1: a cigar. Yeah. Just listen to the rain, you know?
2: I have a question. Can you... So, if it's rainy, you can't go golfing? Is there you can. is there bad weather like that for fishing?
1: I don't know. I don't fish. Okay.
2: I was listening to a murder podcast where the guy said that he didn't go golfing because it was rainy, but he went fishing. And it's like, but it was rainy.
1: You must be able to. I, would, I, would, I, think, it's kind of, I think it's common. You could go fishing mm-hmm. if, you're, a body. if you're still on shore. He was in I a feel boat. Like, oh. Boy, that's some choppy water. Dump a body.
2: <laughs> uh, what I need to know. Um, let's see. Uh, is Jimmy G really better than Derek Carr? What am I missing here?
1: Is Jimmy G better than Derek Carr? I think they're the same at this point. Yeah. I don't think. think there's too I actually much think separation. Derek
2: Carr could be better than Jimmy G. Derek Carr's had a more prolific career. Jimmy Has G's he? been on better teams. Yeah, yardage. Yeah, yeah, I bet yeah. Yardage. Yeah. Derek Carr's Probably. always sneaky in there where it's like you'll be looking at the top five passers and he'll be like, Four, five, or six. And you're like, Derek Carr, what are you doing there? You I doing? think in the year that Tom Brady led the league in passing yards for the Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say Carr was like third or fourth in passing yards. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it. He's
1: sneaky good.
2: Uh someone said, Okay, so the two most popular answers for where to keep bread in the cupboard or on top of the fridge or in the fridge. The answer is in the fridge. <laughs> the answer is the fridge. The
1: answer is the fridge. It just
2: takes it tastes better. It lasts longer. Nice. And then some people have I mean, bread
1: boxes. Most people. You, now, yeah. you, you guys talk about my bench in the shower. You got a bread box? Oh, you bougie. You bougie for sure. Yeah.
2: What I need to know. Uh, this one's an opinion and just whether or not we agree. It's time for Jamal Adams and the running backs that can't stay healthy to be traded or given away. Do you agree? Well, Rashad Penny's a free agent. Yeah. So... Uh, and tr- you could trade Jamal Adams I don't know who, what someone would give you for him given his injury history and to me there's no point in cutting him because there's more dead cap I think than exactly. not I think your best answer is you just hope Jamal Adams looks like the all pro you traded for
0: Cross your fingers.
2: And maybe you bring back Rashad Penny on a cheap, cheap deal. So Mm. I agree. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, All right. Uh, What I need to know, would you rather be at the Oscars or the ESPYs?
1: ESPYs all day. I didn't even blink at the Oscars yesterday. Wrong. I I Googled who won what just to see what's going on. Then there's a movie that I've never even heard of winning everything.
2: Curtis, where would you rather go? Oscars or ESPYs? ESPYs. Am I the only one that thinks it would be fun to go to the Oscars?
1: Because you like to dress up. Yeah. I mean, you got to dress up to go to the ESPYs, but I feel like my attention would be captured way more throughout the ESPY ceremony than it would be throughout the Oscars. Uh,
2: What I need to know, with the Niners signing uh, Javon Hargrave, do you think they'll still have enough cap room to be able to extend Bosa after the season? I don't know, but don't forget Bose is not going anywhere because bump they also have the fifth year option and franchise tag should they choose to do that. So I'm not looking at it as like maybe Bose is gone. Nah. Nah, he's not going anywhere.
1: They'll figure it out. It's
2: a good question. I don't know the specifics of their cap situation, but what I will say is if they have no cap room, they still have that fifth year option and a franchise tag in twenty twenty five, I think. Um Someone said the fridge dries out, bread. That's not true.
1: It kind of does, though.
2: What? What? It no, does. I feel like it makes it better.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm a fridge. I'm a bread first type of guy, but it makes sense. kind of dries yeah. it out.
2: Uh, let's see. What I need to know, what's the best backyard slash barbecue game?
1: Oh, my family. I say, yeah, it's my family, too. It's my wife's family. We have some intense volleyball games. That's a good one. That's a good one. It'd be like 10 on 10, though. And it'd be intense. People are elbows everywhere. (laughs) Badminton's a good one. Yeah, I like badminton. This is
2: how I know I'm on sports radio. I just have two texts. Oscars is stupid and then <laughs> Oscars are barf. <laughs> okay guys, I get it. We're not By going to the, the way, Oscars. I've been overruled.
1: Good housekeeping, which I feel like is the, the authority on Of course. Keeping of your course, house good. Of course, of course. Uh they say never keep your bread in the fridge. Well, small molecules and bread recrystallize very quickly at cool temperatures and cause the bread to stale much faster in the fridge. I love crystals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you could have bought some. I could have had some, had yeah, some crystals had from some. that guy at the gas some. station.
2: I'm so Shop dumb.
1: Shopbot bot loves should be kept in an airtight plastic bag at room temperature rather than if- that is dated February twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. So. I need you to well, change like the way together. you live your no, life. No Stacey. No. It's good
0: housekeeping. I refuse.
2: Um <laughs> someone said I keep my bread in my bank account. Uh, uh I know. A different. Uh what I need to know. The Seahawks need to draft for defense. Do you think they should go get Bobby Wagner back?
1: Yes. Go get him. For the low, if he if he can agree to that. For the low. Get Bobby, please.
2: What I need to know, what's the bigger humble brag? Shower bench or an astronaut doctor boyfriend?
1: Astronaut doctor boyfriend. Yeah, for boyfriend. sure it's Brian. Yeah.
2: Someone asked how to spell his name if it's with a Y or an I, and it's with an I, because it's kind of like brain. Because he's so smart.
1: You wanna speaking of astronauts, I got a buddy who makes thrusters on spaceships. Really? There's intelligence out there. I'm just telling y'all, be ready. <laughs> they coming.
2: Is he convinced he's, he's convinced. like there are aliens? He goes
1: a look, bruh. There's activity. What? Yeah.
2: I need to know more about this, friend. We're talking about this off air. Uh, What I need to know, are you guys cart returners or do you park them up on the curb at the grocery store? Oh, Oh,
1: always return. Cart returner. Cart
2: returner, man. Like, Mm it is probably really annoying to go out there and have to find all the carts that are on like the other side of the parking yeah. lot.
1: I hate when they're they're in the little medians. like someone just propped half of it into the little medium where the tree yeah. is. I'm like, come on, man.
2: What I need to know, what's the best thing to do? Maybe this person's stuck in an airport. JD in the 509 says, what's the best thing to do during an airport layover? Bump, I know your answer.
1: Drink and people <laughs> watch. There you go.
2: What's the funniest thing you've seen at an airport?
1: People falling.
2: That's so mean.
1: I, as long as you look healthy, I'm laughing at you. I'm right Have you
2: ever laughed out loud? Have you guys ever laughed out loud at someone falling?
1: Yeah, because I I travel with the the noise counseling (gasps) deals, and sometimes I forget. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's like you were like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm like,
1: damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <Bullet laughs> falls pretty Didn't you lately. say? I, <laughs> I'll laugh.
2: I laughed out loud the other day when you said at the airport you saw a kid running around with a leash. He had a leash on like, the?
1: And his parents were nowhere to be found. I'm like, that kid's lost. I'm going up to, like, ask him if he's good. And he runs. I'm like, good luck, little fella. <laughs> Good luck.
2: Like, look, I hope I hope someone found you. Uh, what's the point of the leash? That's what I want to know. <laughs> exactly. Uh what I need to know, when have you been the most dressed up? I guess what's the fanciest event you guys have been to?
1: Fanciest?
2: Fanciest event. Fancy schmanciest Probably event.
1: Probably the, the Seahawks um company oh, the, party. That's a fancy that schmancy.
2: Curtis and I haven't uh, gotten our invite yet. But, um,
1: them, yeah, even though we are it's weird. Yeah, we have we work on game yeah, days. Yeah, we work on game 14. days.
2: It's probably lost in the mail. Yeah, and that's, that's probably, probably why. I'll yeah. probably get it in like April and it'll be yeah, like, oh that's so funny. Definitely. It's a digital How
1: invite once you're your spam, your junk.
2: That's oh that it. makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like yeah, just in the in the uh, spam folder. Yeah. So Curtis and I were throwing our own uh, Seahawks Christmas
1: party. <laughs> Curtis and Stacy do Seahawks Christmas parties. Better, Better than, than the, the Seahawks, Seahawks party LLC.
2: LLC. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. All right, you guys, that'll do it for us today. For Michael Bumpus, for Curtis Rogers, I'm Stacy Ross. Don't go anywhere. Wyman and Bob coming up next.